0: Season two of Project Distinct, the podcast that shows you how to make your efforts stand out so you can move up. Discover what it takes to grow your business and yourself with best selling author and member of the Sales and Marketing Hall of Fame and the Professional Speakers Hall of Fame, Scott McCain.
1: So, we've said here on Project Distinct before, it's really important to talk to your customers and ask them how you're doing. But here's an interesting aspect what if the way you're surveying them is the worst part of their experience with you. How do you improve the way that you survey customers so that the survey itself isn't the worst part of the experience? I've had a personal experience with that, and we'll talk about how you can make certain that your customers don't have the bad experience that I had on the day's project Distinct. Brought to you by the Ultimate Business Summit. I'm in Scottsdale, Arizona. If you hear some background noise, I'm in my hotel room in Scottsdale as we're having a planning session with Larry Winget and Randy Pennington to prepare for the Ultimate Business Summit coming up in August. Also here to speak for the local chapter of the National Speakers Association. Check out ultimatebusinesssummit.com. It's a place where you can get together with other entrepreneurs from all over the world. We've got folks already signed up for the United Kingdom, from Australia that are coming in. Why not you? Over 90%, as you've heard me say, over 90% of the people that have attended pay to come back again. Why? Because it's getting them results. It's moving their businesses forward. It's moving their careers forward. And you can do the same. Check out ultimatebusinesssummit.com. When you sign up, enter my name, Scott, and the coupon code, it'll get you $100 off the registration fee. Just enter Scott when you sign up. Get $100 off the registration fee under $500 to attend the Ultimate Business Summit. So I'm a loyal customer of this car dealership, or at least I had been. We'll talk more about that in the future episode. But I bought my car from them even though I didn't live in that state. Guess what? Even though they entered my Las Vegas address, even though they entered my Las Vegas phone number, the survey company presumed that since I bought a car in Indiana... It ought to be on Eastern Time. So imagine getting phone calls at 5 and 5.30 in the morning asking about my satisfaction with my purchase. I asked him, was there any place on the survey to say that the survey itself was the worst part of the experience? They called repeatedly. They, They left messages that almost sounded threatening because I hadn't evaluated the car dealership. And the survey was the worst part of the total buying experience. Seems like many customers are feeling that way as well, that the survey itself is a pain in the rear. It doesn't engage them at all. So what do we do to get better at that? Well, a blog post by Sarah Stefferoni on customerexperienceupdate.com talks about how you build a customer service survey that will engage your customers. There's some interesting facts in this blog post that I wasn't aware of. For example, 72% of people feel like taking surveys interferes with their day-to-day use of the service. And 80% of them abandon taking a survey part of the way through. I do that, do you? I'm happy to answer a few questions to assist, but but when they go so deep in the weeds and take up so much time, I just bail. In fact, in 2012, it says, the Pew Research Center saw a response rate of just 9% to their surveys. 15 years earlier, it was 36% completion rate. So, Here's some of the things that we need to think about in terms of how we design a survey or what we do in terms of making certain that our surveys aren't the worst part that the experience has with with our organization. First off, as suggested by the blog post, it's know your customers. 90% of your customers find personalization appealing. 80% say they're more likely to do business with a company that offers personalized approaches So why wouldn't that carry over to the survey as well? Using their name, knowing what they purchased, all of those are are incredibly important in terms of connecting with your customer. We can't just personalize the experience if we don't personalize the evaluation of the experience. Second, it says here, create an enticing subject line. It says between 2014 and 18. The average office worker received about 90 emails a day just to their work inbox. It doesn't include the promotional and personal emails that they receive. <laughs> I don't know about you. That number sounds low. The subject line, it says, is your first opportunity to hook somebody and catch their eye. So here's some of the examples that they use in this blog post from customerexperienceupdate.com. Did you love the support you received? Might be one subject line or hurry. This is your last chance to give feedback on your latest service interaction. By the way, I don't like that one. Here's the reason I don't. Customers should always have the chance to give you feedback. Finally, get better service by telling us how we can improve. That's a great subject line, but you better be prepared to tell the customer what you did to improve based upon their input and their evaluation. Next here it says, write a strong introduction. Absolutely. One of the things I love is when the customer survey tells you how long it's going to take you to complete the survey. And usually I'm assuming they overestimate it by a minute or two. So if it says this survey will take you two minutes to complete, I'm more willing and likely to complete that survey rather than one that says it's going to be eight to ten minutes to complete or one that doesn't even tell me at all how long it's going to take me to complete. So telling the customer how long it's going to take to complete the survey is good. Second, it says possible incentive. Quote, some companies choose to incentivize completion of their surveys. I, I've seen that happen, but the ones that incentivize me the most are the ones that say, we'll donate you know, X, $5, $10 to your favorite charity if you complete this survey. $5 to me, uh, you know, it's it's not nothing, but it. my time, I think, is worth more than that. But if just taking the survey would send $5 to $10 to my favorite charity, now that's an incentive. Next, it says a clear call to action. It says here, quote, use a button or some other easy-to-see element in your message that shows the customer how to take action on the information you're telling them about. The harder it is to find the survey, the fewer completions that you'll see. Next, it says write clear questions. For example, instead of saying, are you satisfied, this blog post recommends you say, did Gina answer all of your questions today insert first name, Scott, right? So by doing that, it personalizes the survey and it makes it specific and targeted. The next thing it recommends is just try to stick to five, to 10 questions. Longer than that, you'll lose engagement. Shorter than that, and you miss out on key opportunities to gain more insight. But one of the things that isn't talked about here and that I see so rarely is when an organization then follows up after you take the survey to either A, thank you for taking the survey, or B, tell you what they're going to do because of the fact you gave them input. That's why I like the incentive. Thank you for your input. Because of this, we're going to be donating $10 to the XYZ Foundation. In addition, we're going to have this meeting to talk about the results of these surveys. Or we're going to do... Let me... There is one company. I'll name them. It's GOGO, the Internet Service on Airlines. After every flight, I get a survey from them about how is the connection how is everything and i've written them these scathing reviews of when the service doesn't work i still get the same form thank you for completing our survey I, it's like they don't care what the response is they just feel like they have to ask for it if you don't care about my response or let me know how my response is going to help you provide a better service Why should I take my time to help you grow your business when you're not taking your time to provide me the service I'm paying for? So take a look at how you're surveying and how you're using the information from that survey. But even more importantly, look at it from the customer's perspective in terms of how you ask the questions and how you follow up with the answers. You can't create distinction without finding a way to productively engage your customer's input. Well, that's all for today from Scottsdale. This is Scott McCain. Thanks for tuning in to Project Distinct. I look forward to talking to you again tomorrow with another new edition of the podcast.
0: You've been listening to the podcast to help you create distinction so you can stand out and move up. Project Distinct with Scott McCain. To have Scott become your virtual coach and to discover more distinctive resources, check out distinctionnation.com for free videos, posts, and more.